Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, we're talking trades, trades, and then more trades. And uh, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't trade this next guy in. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, no kidding, man. It is. We are on the precipice of you the like greatest 
the great, I do like that word, the greatest <laughs> holiday on the American calendar in a few days for Thanksgiving. Throw Christmas away, throw whatever. July 4th? You know, flag day. I know Kyle August is a big flag day guy, but it, I am all for Thanksgiving, excited for it. Hell yeah, man. And everybody gets the curse of watching the Detroit Lions, and it's not just me, baby. It's good I, for the world. You know, I don't know what's going to put me to sleep faster, the tryptophan and the turkey <laughs> or the Lions and the Bears. We're going to discuss that game and many more in just a second. But you mentioned it. We are not alone. We are joined by several members of the DWZ Fantasy Football Network content creators. Uh, starting, I guess I'll just go clockwise around the screen. We have Kyle August. Uh, if you don't know Kyle, he is the host of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Uh, Kyle, man, what's going on? It's been a little while since you've been on the DWZ. Yeah, it has. It has been a minute. Uh, you guys were kind enough to let me, you know, join up on the feed this year, but then the Warzone invites came to a screeching halt. So I'm glad that Thanksgiving could bring us all together. Uh, looking forward to hanging with you boys tonight. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for those that are listening to this in podcast, there will be every normal podcast we always put out. But if you watch or go back to YouTube, we are basically doing all of this on one live feed. We're going to do the Dynasty War Zone. We're going to do the Fabulous Big Bet. We're going to do the Start Sit edition of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. And then we're going to do the Daily Destroyer. It's going to be a unique show, but uh, I know I'm addicted to my podcast that I listen to, so we're not going to leave you high and dry. Um, next guy joining us, he looks like he's been uh, working out in the prison yard, even though he's like a <laughs> rocket scientist. He is none other than Baker Mayfield lookalike, Dallas Hyder. You can follow him on Twitter at Salad Galore. That's Salad with two L's. Dallas, man, it's been a while for you as well. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the, the mainstay DWZ, but I've been bouncing around to a couple of different shows now that the rookie content has been, you know, drying up a little bit mid-season. But uh, I'm going to be tying in my own twist for tonight, and pretty much everyone I'm going to be talking about is going to be a rookie. So I'm excited to hash it out with some uh, pretty faces here, gentlemen. I, I love it. Um, the rookie content, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to get more familiar with the names that are in college. And... Uh, our, our final guest, he's been on here before with us as well. He is one of the co-hosts of The Daily Destroyer. If you're into DFS, and more importantly, if you're into crypto, NFTs, all of that stuff, he's not just a great daily fantasy football content follow on Twitter. And you can follow him on Twitter at, it's Lou Dog Sports, but I think he changed it. Lou, welcome back to the show. Hey, yeah, I changed it. Um, Lou Dog Sherman. Figured, you know, a little broader than just sports. So, you know, my name's not changing, so I switched it over. But uh, excited to be here to talk some Dynasty because uh, Tyler and I are used to just talking this this weekly stuff. But let's look a little little broader. All right, I'm going to ask you a uh, – because because at this point, NFTs are almost pop culture as much as an investment. What is your favorite line? Like, I've seen the apes. Uh, I've seen, I think, zombies. But what is your favorite current – Go to in the crypto market, or I'm sorry, in the NFT market. Oh, I, I have one that I um I came up with earlier today, and it's it's a little Thanksgiving theme. So people people use the phrase probably nothing. So I think for Thanksgiving this this week, I'm gonna say probably stuffing instead. So that's gonna be my go to this week. You might see me uh, tweet that a couple times. All right. Well, listen, I don't know jack and or shit about <laughs> no. NFTs or all this stuff. 
But I do know Lou does. And if you're curious as to what NFTs are, Lou is a tremendous follow uh, at Lou Dog Sherman. So we've got the gang here. So the one thing that we're not going to do um, is good people, bad tweets. It's a holiday. Um, as much as I would love to put someone on Front Street, we're not going to do that. Um, there is a tweet that Jerry and I are going to cover next week on the, the return of the regular edition. But in most leagues, this is trade deadline week. Is, is that common occurrence across your guys' leagues? Yeah. I mean, in, in the leagues that have them, yeah. Good call, Jerry. Yeah, I try to stick it to I, – I try to – Thanksgiving's usually a good cutoff. So uh, in the leagues that I run that I haven't been outvoted, you know, by democracy – then yeah, it's it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> it, it's in and in theory, as the the regular season shifted a week with the addition of an 18th regular season week, I just think it's such a good landmark. If your league is going to be set with a trade deadline, Thanksgiving week. So we wanted to get this out. So what we're going to do is everybody in this in this particular group, and if he makes it in, I mean, he's a doctor. Have you ever been to a doctor where the doctor was on time? At some point here in the next little bit, hopefully the good doctor himself, Dr. Kyle Bowser, will be joining us. So we'll save his for last. But I'll go in the opposite order of in which we introduce these gentlemen. Lou, I'm going to go right back to, to you. And you have one of my personal favorites. Who is the guy in Dynasty that you're 100% making a move on? Either you're trying to acquire this player or you're trying to move off of him before the deadline hits this week. Yeah, I've been looking at Javante Williams, and I think he's been kind of a hot topic recently, so it might not be as sneaky as as maybe a few weeks ago, uh, where now kind of the talk of the town is, you know, Melvin Gordon is probably not going to be there next year, and Javante, he's looking, looking like a stud when he gets the opportunities, and right now what's holding him back is that he's splitting time. So I'm looking to try to pick up Javante and hoping that maybe right now he's a little cheaper than he would be in the off season. Once it's like very clear that he's the top guy and maybe there's some coach speak around it. So I'm looking for Javante. I think he can be a top 10 back next year and uh, he's my guy. Well, he he's been my guy all off season. I'm, I'm going to give you this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Javante Williams. I recently had a, I won't mention names, but a, a a person you may know from Fantasy and Dynasty Twitter unfollow me because I said that Javante Williams is my RB8 in a startup this time next year. I mean, it's cool to disagree and all, but I, 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 lo- I love Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon, going to be a free agent. Uh, they traded up to get him. They drafted the, the Broncos did the same thing the Colts did with Jonathan Taylor, and I'm not calling Javante Williams Jonathan Taylor, but the situations are similar in that the Broncos traded up to spend very high second-round draft capital on him. And I I think the the Melvin Gordon play, he's been healthy. He's been very productive. But I think he's helped keep acquisition costs down. So I'm going to bounce this one over to Jerry. Uh, You know what, Jerry? Forget you. I'm going to Dallas because I know how you feel about – I know how you feel about Javante Williams. I want to know how Dallas feels about Javante Williams at this point in the season because, A, he's a rookie, and, B, Dallas was a Michael Carter guy. So, Dallas, there is your segue into Javante Williams and into who you're looking to acquire. 
Wow, that was weird. That it was telling me to control D to unmute myself, but it definitely didn't. I pulled a Jerry there for a it's, second. It's a, it's a control J. <laughs> that's called a you you control J. That's a uh, Jerry. You, you yeah. muted yourself. There we go. Yeah, it's fitting. <laughs> no, so for me, Javante has been pretty much exactly what I expected him to be this year. Um, I expected him to be in a timeshare, and I was in the majority that basically, or I guess minority in this case, where I didn't think he was really going to quote unquote break out this year. Um, Kyle and I have talked it over quite a few times just from the weekly standpoint of starts and sits. He's a pretty common guy that pops up on the start sit segment. So a lot of people are curious what to do with him in redraft. Um, Honestly, he has been producing, but he's really not getting the volume to allow him to take that next step. So yes, projecting him in a dynasty standpoint is a smart move. I like the move and I agree that Melvin Gordon most likely will not be on the team next year. So it's looking like a lead role for him. Um, But right now I'm not overly impressed. He's pretty much meeting expectations. I understand if you dive into the PFF metrics, everyone can jerk him off for days. But for me, I'm not super into him anymore than, yeah exactly jerry not super into him any more than what i was before the season and it actually perfectly dives into my guy that i'm going after right now in a dynasty standpoint and for me it is michael carter um not shocking but it's a great little segue from there the two north Ca- uh, carolina products this year have both pretty much done exactly what they were supposed to do. You're seeing all of the elusiveness and the tackle-breaking ability of a guy like Javante Williams. And then for Michael Carter, he came out and he was supposed to be this Pats catching back, and that's exactly what he's done. So over the last five weeks, some little stats for you guys. Um, Currently on the year, he's ninth in receptions at the RB position. No running back in the last five weeks is within five receptions of him. So he's had five more receptions over the last five weeks than any other back. And this injury makes him attainable perfectly, especially if you're a rebuilder, because if he's on a contender, which there's a chance he was, the ability for you to acquire him for a piece, like a James Conner even, for a guy who needs a plug-and-play right now to stay in relevancy to make the playoffs, Doing that flip, even if you have to throw a little uh, draft pick in there with him, is something I'm doing. The pass catching is showing exactly what we saw in college from Michael Carter. He hasn't blown any horrible blocks in the pass protection, which was my biggest concern. And it's pretty much been proven that Ty Johnson's being phased out outside of injuries. Unfortunately, the injury popped up. Um, But I'm huge on Michael Carter happy with both of the North Carolina backs. And if you can acquire either of them going into this off season or right now before the trade deadline, I think you should. All right. Before I throw this to my old pal, Jerry, um, you know, more probably of anyone in this group about the college players coming into the league in 2022, according to Tankathon, the jets have the most uh, draft capital. They would, they would currently hold the, the two, the 6, the 36, the 43, and the 67. So they have five top 67 picks. Does it concern you at all that maybe one of those five picks could be a running back in what should be not a great but a good running back class? It's not super concerning to me. Um, There's a lot of talk about the Eagles packaging their picks for a quarterback move, but I think the Jets are just as in play, if not more, than the 
the Eagles based off of how their quarterbacks have played. We've seen a quick turnaround of the quarterback position by a lot of teams in the recent past. And I think it's something that you really should consider, especially with we're lucky enough to get Zach Wilson back this week after his injury stint. If he stinks it up once again on a nationally televised game in prime time, it's something that you have to be a little concerned about. Um, I don't see any of the running backs in this coming up class being first rounders. I don't even see them being late first rounders like we saw with like a Travis Etienne last year or even a Sony Michelle when he was coming out. Um, it's not to say that they can't immediately hop into a position, but when it comes to the pass catching chops that we've seen from Michael Carter, he's still going to have a role. And when it comes to the pass catching in our PPR world right now, I'm still as high on him as I am, even if they bring in someone in the third round, which is most likely what's going to happen. All right. Well, uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts because when you talk about packaging up a lot of draft capital, to get a quarterback, I think that's Jerry's target's most likely outcome of his offseason. Jerry, what are your thoughts on Michael Carter or Javante Williams, the two Carolina running backs, rookies, before you get into uh, your trade target? So I was not a huge fan of either of them coming out, uh, and I think I was wrong on both fronts. Uh, I definitely said some evil shit about both of them in the offseason. I've been wrong before, baby. I'll be wrong again. So I, I like it, and I think I think acquiring them both is a good a good choice. Uh, Javante is going to be more expensive for sure, but I do think he's got a hell of a ceiling, and I like the opportunity. Same thing with Michael Carter, who's I really did not like the the prospect of a Jets running back, but my man's been good. Uh, you just talked about packaging things up. I'm going to package this up, and I'm going to send it to the highest point in Alaska. It's Russell Wilson. That guy has been absolutely diarrhea in the two games that he's come back from. He threw 40 passes in his first game for like 160 yards or something. He hasn't thrown a touchdown. He's thrown two picks in the two games he's been back. He's 32 years old, which isn't a death sentence. I'm a little bit older than that. I'm not in I'm I'm less awkward than Russell Wilson is, but uh, I'm also less rich. In what fashion? <laughs> the awkwardness. See, see, I'm not. I'm not going to say the f word. They told us not to say the f word. Like, I just, I don't know. So that situation is gross. That without Russell Wilson, that roster is not quite Detroit Lions bad, but it's bad. Like that's not a good team. Uh, so if, if he leaves there, where's he going to go? And I'm going to think he's going to reproduce all of the the stats that he's done previously. I just, I don't. I don't see a way that Russell Wilson's value rebounds, whether it's in the short term this year or if he ends up in a new situation next year. And I really don't think he's going to stay in Seattle and they're going to improve exponentially. He just seems like he is the quickest sell while he's still got some name value. So I just bought Russell Wilson in one of our patron leagues, patron one with our boy, Zach. Are you desperate and you're trying to win this year? No, but I am. Uh, I, I finished second in the league last year. I've had some injury luck this year to not go my way. Uh, and I moved Tom Brady and James Conner for Russell Wilson in a third. Okay. But um, the, uh, I mean, th- those are two old, decrepit assets themselves that should be falling off. So I'm not mad at it. And I don't have like, a, I won't have like a super high draft pick. And I don't love this rookie class anyway of QBs from a, right. from a QB standpoint. So getting younger with Russ wasn't the worst thing. I, I think there's going to be three or four destinations for Russ this offseason. It's probably going to be Pittsburgh. 
It's going to be and, Philadelphia. And, and, and if it's Pittsburgh, nipples. It, it, nipples. It, it, I, I would like that one. I'll tell and, you that. And, and I, I want to give Kyle uh, a chance as well. But, I mean, you know Denver's going to be involved. You know that Pittsburgh's going to be involved. You know that Miami's going to be involved. And even though Jalen Hurts has played real well, I think the only player that if you're a Jalen Hurts GM that you have to fade right now is Russell Wilson. And that's just the ego of the owner. The ego, the ego of Jeffrey Lurie does not like waking up and watching Sports Center and First Take and whoever has like one talk show host yelling at another talk show host. He does not like waking up and seeing that that show lead with the Dallas Cowboys every single day. So I think Russ is on the move. Seattle has no draft capital from their horrible trade of Jamal Adams. So I could easily see Russ being on the move and that move will increase value. But speaking of the Cowboys, the only person on TV more than the Dallas Cowboys is Skip Bayless. And there's no bigger Skip Bayless fan in America than the the host of the Fantasy Football Smackdown, Kyle August. I mean, you love the Cowboys. Skip loves the Cowboys. You love Skip? That That is wrong. That Skip Bayless is everything that's wrong with this world. Uh, I can't believe you put that evil on me like that, man. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's not necessarily right. Um, uh, when, when I said Skip Bayless and that you were a fan, this is what I actually thought I heard you say through my headphones. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> That's usually how I feel about Skip Bayless, to be honest. Yes, damn right. <laughs> so so um, any takes on Williams, Russ, um, Michael Carter? Anyone before you give us the guy that you're looking to uh, to acquire? Yeah, I, think guys, the two, uh, I think that I think the two running backs are you're definitely looking at trying to get in. And with Carter, I think the injury opens up the door, like Dallas alluded to. I think those two running backs are guys that you're their price is only going to go up from here. Um, the minute we turn the page on this season, Javante is going to skyrocket because people are going to be like, oh, they're going to play football next year, too. Uh, which is that's you know that's that's why we love playing dynasty. That's why that's why we uh, love you know here on this show and in the Patreon chat. Everything we just feasting on other people in the leagues that get tunnel vision uh, to only what's in front of them. You can take advantage of those values. So I would definitely go if you want those guys. If you're interested in them at all, this is the time. Do it right now. Um, no question. Uh, as far as Russ goes, it's I had this discussion uh, with a friend of the show, G, long distance phone call uh shout out to the aussie guys it was g's birthday supposedly he says but who knows what day it actually was because they're on the other side of the world but we had this conversation about just trading quarterbacks the other day and it's just it's really tough because outside of the top five or six you're kind of in this weird spot where you can either live in current rookie class land which is all over the map uh and extremely concerning when you're looking at what we've gotten so far out of this class or you can play in the old man sandbox with like the Kirk Cousins of the world. So where does Russ sit with that? Like if you want to get out from him, where do you go? Are you okay? The just- next time you besmirch the good name of Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I will drive down 94 and I will be there in four hours, Kyle. QP14, I mean, man. It's all good. I, no, I like the dude. Just now, now, that, now that Jerry has insulted one of our fellow hosts and friends, Kyle, I do want to make sure that I, I do have to back Jerry a little bit. I mean, all Kirk Cousins is doing is supporting the the wide receiver six and the wide receiver eight on the season. And not only are they six and eight, but they're past their buys and still at six and eight. So I'm just 
Oh. Nothing wrong with nothing wrong with uh, Kirk Cousins. He's just weird. Yeah, he's he's believe me, he has taken my redraft teams to a whole new level this year. I'm I'm totally cool with him from there. But the dude's 33, so it's just like for Dynasty, like how how much longer are you going to feel secure with that? You know, but uh, I doubt he's on that Tom Brady diet. He seems like a guy who does enjoy a strawberry every once in a while. So, um, as far as uh, guys that I'm looking to buy, similar to those rookie running backs, I'm trying to take a look at the guys that are injured. Um, that haven't played a single down of football this year. I'm talking about uh, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, and Travis Etienne. Um, just like I was, you know, what these guys were talking about with the rookies and how I said, you know, people aren't, they forget quick. These guys are all, uh, you know, I think different levels. I think, you know, Etienne's probably the lowest of the three for me, but they're all running backs that their value is not going to go anywhere but up. The minute we turn this page, people are going to be like, okay, I can count on these guys. Um, the perfect storm for those guys, if you want to try to acquire them right now, is see if they're on a contender. Um, obviously, if they're you know, the one thing you can usually count on with any contending team in whatever dynasty league you're in is make an offer and just be like, hey, you want a championship? Here you go. Here's Zeke Elliott. Here's Daryl Henderson. Here's you know Aaron Jones. I, personally, if I had Dalvin Cook, I'd be shipping his ass off to a contending team right now for Dobbins in a piece and feel really good about it. Uh, so that's those are the guys that I'm trying to acquire right now as far as you know players that I think value is only going to skyrocket. Even if you don't believe in those guys, to be honest, I would just try to get them, hold on to them for a few months, and then flip them for cash. Uh, you know, in, in, uh, by the time everybody's looking at their 2022 rosters. So um, as far as guys I'm looking to target, I'm trying to go after those younger running backs that have been out of mind for the last four months. I love it. Uh, you better hurry up on Acres. There's still a real world where he might get a few snaps in the playoffs. They've not actually put him on season-ending IR. I want to go back to Dallas real quick. Just a quick question, and then I'll give you Dr. Kyle's, and I'll give you mine, and we'll wrap this show up. Uh, Dallas, where would you rank Acres, Dobbins, and ETN? amongst the the bigger names you don't have to get deep down into the you know the top 15 rookie running backs in the upcoming class but where would you rank these three amongst say the top three to five at the running back position currently slated to come out in 2022 do you want them as prospects for me or do you want them where they're standing right now just where they're at right now, right this second. Like, okay, the injuries like, do like, make quite a bit of a difference for me, um, specifically for the Achilles. Workout videos are really cool. They're a fun little hype train video. But for me, um, I wasn't a massive Cam Akers fan coming out. He proved me wrong while he was healthy and playing. But since the injury did happen, he would most likely be – he would probably be out of my top five if you were to drop him alone into this class, um, just based off of the upside that you see from guys. Um, when it comes to Dobbins, I love Dobbins. Call it my Ohio State uh, homerism, if you will. But I would put Dobbins most likely number two behind Spiller. Um, Spiller is my favorite back in this class right now. Um, it's kind of an uncommon opinion a lot of people like Brees Hall a lot more just for his versatility um, but the power aspect of Spiller's game I think is something that's not talked about a lot um, I would probably end up ranking them Spiller Dobbins I, I'm really not that high on Brees Brees would probably be number four behind Etienne and then five for me 
this one's kind of, I would probably have to go Kieran Williams. I'm a lot higher on Kieran out of Notre Dame than a lot of people are um, just because the pass catching is absurd and he's still the best pass blocking back in the entire draft. And I will fight someone on that, even though he's like 190 pounds dripping wet. Um, but he showed quite a bit of top end speed this year that people weren't really sure if he had similar to uh, Mr. Jerry's very own uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, people questioned both of their top end speeds and it took quite a bit of training the off season for both of them. It looks like they uh, stepped it up a little bit of a gear, but uh, those would probably be my top five right now if they were all thrown in there. Um, Honestly, the sleeper, if you guys want the sleeper probably is pushing the top five is Ely um, out of uh, why am I blanking Ole Miss. Um, he, he's pushing the top five for me. Um, specifically that A&M game, he was absolutely unstoppable. If you guys haven't like watched the, the film breakdown on, uh, Ely out of Ole Miss in that game, that's probably rounding out my top five or six. So that's the general, uh, you know, order for me. See, there you go. A L- little rookie talk. And speaking of this next guy, he's not a rookie. He's fashionably late, but looking great in his spectacles. It is Dr. Kyle Bowser. Dr. Kyle, what's up, man? Tell me my microphone works. Your microphone sounds like not like a million dollars, more like sixty-eight bucks. But that's fine. That's like a forty percent depreciation rate. I think I'll take it. That, that, that's about market. Um, speaking of market, give us uh, your guy that you're moving or acquiring in uh, dynasty fantasy football. All right, I'm gonna go simple here. Moving all these damn running backs who have no business starting in a backfield four months from now. I have one of my rosters. I have Ty Johnson. Devonta Freeman, Alex Collins, and Deonta Foreman, and I'm not contending at all. They'll all be gone by Thursday. And then I'm buying. I'm I'm going to buy all the the injured guys. Give me your JKs, your Acres, your ETNs, your Henrys, if you can. And I bought Hawk today in, the, in in a league. I'm not contending, and I wanted to get rid of Wentz. I moved Wentz and uh, Johnny Smith for Hawkinson, I, tight end I, premium. I, I like it. Um, I, I think you forgot the king of this list. This is like the list that if you uh, – I, 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 I have I a hand raised. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> it's Cordell Patterson, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I oh, yeah. Say, well, no, there's actually two then. I, Cordell Patterson. Yes, James Conner. Mm-hmm. He, he is the kid. This, all these guys. <laughs> this list of names feels like they should all be fighting in a parking lot like of, of hobos. Corduroy and, Patterson. Corduroy Patterson, James Con- – I mean, I think James Conner right now could easily get you a second. Easy, oh, easy. Yeah. Get you a second. And, you know, one of our patrons asked me in the group chat earlier, "Do I think he resigns? Maybe, but do I think maybe they draft a running back? Do they bring in a free agent? I mean, they weren't super loyal to Kenyon Drake, and they actually traded for him. Uh, I, I like what Cliff Kingsbury's doing in Arizona, but I don't know that I love it long term. So if I can, and, and James Conner, I don't want to put the the Maloik on him, but. He's actually been healthy all year. And when was the last time you could say that 11 games into a season with James Conner? So 12 touchdowns is great. I'll give you my guy real quick, and then we're going to uh, transition this over to a little bit of gambling, a little bit of gaming now that Dr. Kyle's in the house. I actually heard on another fantasy podcast that this guy was a top dynasty sell. Cool. Sell him to me. Jalen Waddle. Big fan of the way they're using this guy. He is a target magnet. Uh, over the last handful of games, he's had a 13-target game. He's had an 11-target game. 
they have just used the snot out of this guy, and I love it. Yeah, I know the ADOT and the air yards and all the the metrics that – you know what metric matters? Fantasy points. <laughs> I, I, I love fantasy points. You know, you can have air yards and targets and all that other happy horse shit. I'll, ju- I'll just take the fantasy points. Um, do I think that Tua is the quarterback in Miami? Here's the thing. I've seen him be really productive with Tua. So if Tua's still there, I feel like he'll still be productive with Tua. If they get rid of Tua, what would they get rid of Tua for? Wait for it. It would be an upgrade in the form of Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or someone like that. So the odds of his quarterback play being worse than it is this year, next year, isn't very good. So if other dynasty services want to tell you to move Jalen Waddle, ship him to me. Jerry, what two things we're always looking for? They start with V and value. And remember, it does start with V, but 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 we're already on strike one with the good folks at YouTube. So be so tread lightly. Value and volume, my friend. Volume and value. This guy is going to be a value. I've already offered a contenders first. This guy was in Superflex last year. Waddle was going around the 201 depending on Terrace Marshall belief. Um, who else was in that mix? Uh, I, did, did, huh? Uh, nothing. Good times. Oh, t- Good t- times. Terrace Marshall? Terrence Marshall over Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Terrace, Jerry. Bateman. Terrace. I'll say I'll cite Terrence until the day. I, 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 and, and, and you will be as right as his target share has been this year because he's currently being out-targeted by Brandon Zilstra. That's right. The I don't even know where that guy went to school. I can't even guarantee you that he went to college. But there you go. Bezo? Yeah. Is he your friend of yours? Yeah, I went to school with Bezo. Is that right? Jeff Bezos? Western New England. No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh. <laughs> All right. Well, at, at this point, we're, we're, we're getting a little bit off. Uh, I'm going to go around the horn real quick. Dr. Kyle, um, we're, we're going to be talking some gambling here in a minute. Looking forward to that. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday. Uh, today is Wednesday. Make sure you tune in on Thursday for the fabulous big bet. Uh, I'm going to go around the horn. You guys want to add anything before we head out the door and go talk about gambling? Kyle, Mr. Kyle August of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Yeah, uh, Dr. Kyle got to this doc before me and he laid it out there perfectly. If you are not a contender right now, you better be shipping these expiring pieces for anything. Take a fourth, doesn't matter. Get them off your damn roster. And if you're not, then you might, and you're not with that effort in, you might be playing the wrong sport here. So uh, get out of this game while you can. Save yourself some money. But the real players are making moves right now. So don't get lazy. Don't get lazy. You know, Jerry and I talked about this last week and the week before. Even your best performing veterans is going to take a 25% pay reduction in about, eh, we'll say about uh, January. The the value is going to go down because you're no longer giving you fantasy points. All right, Dallas, going to throw it to you. Anything to add before we get out of here? Uh, Not particularly with that. Um, I would just say running backs are extremely popular. Uh, to go after this time of year. None of us really talked about any of the veteran wide receivers. Um, there's that stigma, the age cliff of that 28, 29-year-old wide receiver that a lot of people don't like to go and acquire. Um, but one name that I would be acquiring, especially based off of how a season has been going, is a guy near and dear to my heart, Mr. Allen Robinson. Um, he has a huge amount of upside going into this offseason. He will not be on the Bears. They cannot franchise tag him for a third time. 
Um, it's just financially not stable. He never built up a rapport with Justin Fields, so look for him to go to a contending team because he's pretty much done with the, yeah, I'll take the money. Um, so I would really expect him to land with one of those high-end quarterbacks, um, maybe even as wild as it sounds, a place like Kansas City where he knows someone that can consistently get him the ball. So you can acquire him dirt cheap. He's aging piece that a lot of people don't really want on their team because he hasn't shown anything even remotely um, that could be considered a sign of life this year. So that would be my other piece of advice from the wide receiver position as an acquirer. And I'm going to spin off of that. If you're looking for guys to acquire, go look for those pending free agents. Like Juju's value couldn't be more suppressed, but he's going to be a free agent and uh, hope springs eternal when he lands on a new team. Uh, Dr. Kyle, we're coming back with some gambling. Anything on a dynasty standpoint before we go talk uh, a little wagering? Be active. Uh, you know, the, the FFPC trade deadline is this week. I must have sent out like 20 offers, maybe th- uh, tons of offers. Uh, you know, granted, I helped that the, my wife was away for the weekend and I had zero friends in New York City, um, which is true most weekends, but especially true this past weekend. I must have spent <laughs> all of Saturday night, all of Sunday morning, and then a good chunk of my free time today just blasting offers, just like. You know, obviously be reasonable, but the more you send out, the more likely you're to get your to get something back. Um, and just it's it's fun. Like nobody likes a a quiet trade deadline in a dynasty league. It's boring. All right, that's a good call, Jerry. Anything to add uh, before you you before we get you out of the dynasty war zone and get you to uncharted waters of other podcasts? Yeah, I will certainly drown in those later podcasts, but it's fine. I drown in this one. Uh, for the record, Brandon Zilstra went to Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. They Duh. play at Jake Christensen football field, uh, obviously, powerhouse. In- What's the mascot? The fighting geese? What was his <laughs> locker number? <laughs> all right, give me a little more. Re- Wikipedia didn't have all that information. I was ill-prepared. Right. Well, then while you're looking, I'm going to throw it to Lou. Lou, anything you want to add before we uh, we get you into the world of gambling? Yeah, I guess mine... <clears throat> It's somewhat of a question that maybe is good for, for viewers, but um, I know we kind of talked about Russ Wilson, but what's your thoughts about trying to trade for some of these older quarterbacks cheap? Because it's hard to find quarterbacks on waivers, at least in all my leagues. Like the only guys out there are backups. So maybe it's a way to acquire someone for cheap is by going after someone old and, you know, someone like a, a Ben Roethlisberger who you know is only going to have one season left or something. Um, and then maybe if your team is bad, you're able to to draft someone better next year. Uh, me, me personally, I've been sharing this with our patrons at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone is I'm all about Kirk Cousins. We joked about him earlier. I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be a Minnesota Viking next year, whether you like as Ric Flair used to say, whether you like it or whether you don't, learn to love it because he's going to be in purple and yellow next year. His dead cap number is $42 million, or approximately one, about one-fifth of the salary cap. Kirk Cousins is a great target right now if you're a contender. Why? Because you're going to get the rest of this year, including the fantasy playoffs, and all of 2022. Yeah, you'll have to figure it out where is he going to go in 2023, but he'll still only be 34, 35 years old, and he'll get one more contract somewhere else. So that's the kind of veteran QB that I'm looking to get. Uh, Jerry, where did – what is the mascot of the uh, Concordia College? Accordions. Say accordions. 
No, the cobbers. I don't know what the hell a cobber is, but that's not. I know what a knobber is, but again, we're already (laughs) on. Yeah, it's Kyle. We're already on double. We're already on double secret probation here at the Dynasty War Zone. So we're going to get out of here. We're going to go. We're going to go start talking gambling action with the fabulous Big Bet. I super appreciate all these guys tuning, dropping by for you guys to tune in and listen. Now, listen, if you don't normally listen to the Big Bet and you like these guys, same cast of characters going to join me and Dr. Kyle for a quick gaming pod. But I want to thank these guys so much. We're trying to do a long show so that we can get through Thanksgiving and uh, spend some time with our families. So on behalf of both Kyles, Jerry, Lou, and Dallas, my name is Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, That started in October of 2014. So now give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like, yeah, you, like yeah. uh, was it like an ebook or something that you put out or? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a book. And then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh how to train for the highland games called training lab and one of the sections i wrote about in the book is called the hate and this was just this kind of personal philosophy i had that my brother and i had spoke about um just with athletes that we admired and it was these guys that just you know still on top still still willing to do the work to get better that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and not about what had to do with anyone else so they didn't hate other people you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4am and it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. That guy's (laughs) willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak